Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. Today we have Chip Lear on the show, and we're at the St. Paul Ice Show. So an opportunity to talk to a lot of different people, and we wanted to talk to Chip, just because, Chip, you pretty much know Minnesota, especially when it comes to ice fishing, when it comes to walleye, so uh, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, it's great to be here, and, and what a fun fun event where everybody kicks off the uh, the ice fishing season. Yeah, this is so cool, and I love having the studio right here in the show, and we've got people walking by you, and just, it's always a big event. It's kind of the party of the year when it comes to ice fishing here. If, if you don't leave the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show frothing at the mouth to get on the ice and go the sport is definitely not for you because even it's one of those it's one of those 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 moods that you can feel it in the room i mean you get in here and you just get all caught up in it i mean the, the excitement for the sport is like is like nothing else i mean i in the fishing world this is as close to the bassmaster classic as you can get not, i'm not joking i mean you get the bassmaster classic i mean it's all bass all the time the excitement the fun and and you leave there wanting to go fish bass right this you do the same thing at this ice show yeah it's amazing and really the weather set up perfectly because we've had some ice already especially the northern parts of the state but we got a nice warm weekend this weekend to keep people off the ice and hopefully in the show right uh, well we hope they get down here i mean it kind of makes the world go around we gotta obviously all these manufacturers are here to, to show their new wares and hopefully that anglers like them spend some money on them so they can go develop better stuff so we got better and cooler stuff next year exactly what have you been up to here lately um i've been doing a lot of things of course i I do a lot of work with the national walleye tour um so i'm doing all of their television and stage work there uh and and you know major walleye tournaments open water tournaments have been a big part of my life for a lot of years uh and i'm still up to my eyeballs in that same token my my company Wildside, um we are really kind of Every three to five years, you kind of go through a little evolution and you kind of rebrand and and relaunch yourself. And I'm doing just that right now. So uh, gearing up to launch new newsletters and new digital marketing options. So anybody that's out there wants to get to fishinthewildside.net, you can sign up for the newsletter and keep up to speed with everything that's happening in my world. You plan on getting out on the water anytime soon? Where are you headed? Uh, I'm probably going to go. I live in Walker, Minnesota. We've got some great small lakes in my neighborhood. I have only been on the smallest of lakes, meaning a couple hundred acres. Uh, but I know that Red Lake has been really strong, and I'm sure I will get up there in the next few days after this show. Yeah, what do you know about Red Lake lately? What's going on up there? Uh, there's the, the ice conditions that I'm told from the people that have been up there is better than I I should I should expect good ice. It's in really good shape. Um, there's some limitations on how far you can go out depending on where you access the lake from, but it's it's setting up nicely, and I really like this forecast. It's supposed to, it's supposed to tank, right. and, uh, and and if you like ice fishing, we need some brutally awful weather in December to ensure we've got a good, long, stable ice season. When everyone else swears at the weatherman, we we all smile and give them a thumbs up. You don't have to go fishing that day, but just know <laughs> that it's working for you when you do get out there. Exactly. You're wearing a Northland fishing tackle shirt on. We know that that's. Uh, 
one of your folks, one of the people you work with, what do they got new? What are they showing off at the show? Uh, there's a few things. Northland Tackle really has come up with some great things going into this 2020 ice fishing season here. Um, a whole new series of ice fishing rods um, that are pretty innovative from the sense that um, they're using a, a specific type of graphite in the rods, a, a technical graphite that is unique and uh, uh, unique to them that they work to develop. And with that, it, it, it does a really good job of building the spring bobber into the tip of the rod. So you can feel a positive bite as well as you can feel a negative bite. And they combine that with some very light line guides there. Um, they're going to stand out on the ice. You're going to see them because of the fact that they're all color-coded. They've got bright chartreuses and oranges. They've got traditional colors like brown too. But the whole idea behind them is the fact that if you have different rods and different presentations when you go out chasing panfish, perch, or walleyes, or trout, or what have you, um, you don't. You, know, you can have two of the same rod and you'll know by the distinctive color of the rod and the rod handle um, which one has what lines and you don't have to you don't have to fumble around there but they it's the cool part is they've got uh, soft grip handles so it's, it's really easy to hold on to um, and then they've got also has soft grip um, butt sections so where you where you screw your your uh, reel into the rod there it's all nice and, and comfortable and cushy so it's it's a it's a it's a different look to a mid uh, midway priced rod, so it's a forty nine dollar rod. Awesome, but it's got some it's got some really nice features. Yeah, there's a lot of folks out there right now selling hundred dollar plus rods, and they're super nice. But a lot of people just don't want to invest that kind of money into a rod to use, especially the guys that are just maybe three or four weekend a year type of guys. So, what kind of goes into that kind of rod to create the value there? Well, I think it is first and foremost with any fishing rod, it's the blank. And, and you've got to have a sensitive enough blank that, you know, the rod, the rod is much more important than the $14.99 rod that you see there uh, in a lot of these. It, it gives the rod, it gives the lure the action that it needs to, to entice a bite. And that's what gets overlooked a lot in the world of, of ice fishing is we, most of the time, we're not looking at that lure the same way those rods the same way we look at open water rods when we know that we want to make make a lure dance or jiggle or you want a, a, a jig to do something specific um the ice rod is just as important for that and that's what is going on inside of these ice rods from uh like northland it's 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 got soft and supple enough tips to, and there's different variances so whether you're fishing you know trout lures that are a little bit heavier or you're using lightweight panfish rods um the, the rod the rod blanks are grow, ground down to the point where it really does have um, that strike indicator right in the tip. Awesome. We wanted to have you on to talk about another uh, project that you're working on, MN Fish. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, Men Fish. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, is a is a consortium of industry stakeholders. So this this is a, this came out of a meeting that a, a, a group of, of manufacturers had a number of years ago um, where it was brought to everybody's attention that inside our state of Minnesota uh, that there is an enormous amount, of, you know, this industry is big. It's $4.2 billion inside the state of Minnesota. It is 43,000 jobs in the state of Minnesota. We raised $270 million in taxes. And our legislators are assigned with taking those tax dollars and the majority of them are supposed to be reinvested back into the sport um, and what's happened is over time 
because nobody's been paying attention, less than half of that, less than 50 cents on the dollar is actually getting reinvested into, into fishing. So uh, we actually haven't built a new state boat access in well over 10 years. We haven't built a state fishing pier in years and years. Subsequently, there's lots of things that need attention. And Min Fish uh, decided, our group decided to get together, work together as a whole. Um, we certainly aren't anti-DNR. We're not here to, to butt heads with anybody. We're just here to remind the legislators that your constituents are paying money, especially your, your anglers and your hunters. We're, we're raising taxes and raising monies that are supposed to be reinvested back into the state and make sure the fishing opportunities are there for everybody. What's the feedback been like for you? Feedback's been fabulous. Um, we, we launched at the Northwest Sports Show March. was really the, the, the when we kicked it off. And subsequently with that, um, we had a, a good influx of, of public support. But mostly what Minfish has been doing in the last year is spending time behind the scenes. So what we've been doing, you, you haven't seen us out there visually working in public because we've been working with all the manufacturers that are creating the majority of these tax dollars. All these, They all pay an excise tax uh, to the sport in the state. So we've been work, rallying all, all the companies that are building tackle um, and anything fishing related inside the state of Minnesota and working with them, getting them in line. And now this coming spring here, as we get into 2020, you'll see more of a a public push where we can get anglers involved and, and uh, in fact I, I just know right now that I can I can get you to min-fish.com and I can uh, you can take part and in, in take action and find out who your legislators are and who you have to contact to make things happen. Yeah, what can people do to find out about that stuff? If you just go to uh, menfish.com, and there's a there's going to be a little icon on there, and you, Ron Shera, who's our president, he's a picture of Ron. Ron is right there. It'll say "Take Action Now." You just click on that button. It takes about ten seconds. Um, your email goes in there, and I think that you punch in your zip code. It'll tell you who your legislators are, um, and with a click of the button, you can actually get in touch with them. And as we move through this 2020 legislation legislative session. I mean, some of the things, just to give you an idea of what we're driving for here, we're trying to uh, raise $10 million for the restoration of 2,242 public boat ramps. So, Because if, if you fish lately uh, or, or fish on any, any body of water, you realize that the state boat ramps are really in, in dire need of some money. Um, we also want to make sure that we can, we've got a, a trying to raise a million dollars out of these tax dollars for state boat accesses and, and having docks at those accesses. Our state fisheries uh, hatchery system is in trouble. The DNR, per request from the DNR, they're screaming that they need we need to give those some attention. So we're trying to get somewhere close to $30 million rows of, so we can raise some fish and mm-hmm. keep the fishing and provide more more opportunities for more people to catch more fish um, that way. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of opportunities. They're all listed at, at min hyphenfish.com you can get a, a look there and, and see see where we're at what we're doing um, I know that these things are going to evolve and change over time as the as the legislative sessions kick into gear and people's interest levels um, vary a little bit you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna watch things evolve and change but to stay in touch get there sign up uh, it, it's free to be a member it's free to have your voice heard we're here on your benefit. That's the best part of this. 
you know, there's paid memberships too, and we certainly need some money to accomplish our goals. But first and foremost, we we formed the organization to represent Minnesota Angler and to give them a voice in St. Paul and not have them cost a dime because there's enough money out there that we can uh, have fishermen looking out after fishermen. Yeah, what are some of the? I mean, you talked about the dock access stuff, but what are some of the other op- some of the other obstacles and things that that you know our lakes are facing? What are some things that that you see as issues right now? There's, I mean, of course, aquatic invasive species is something that we're all aware. Of. The interesting thing about, uh, about AIS is inside of Minnesota, the fishermen, I know a lot of times, get blamed for that. Um, but of all the lakes that are available in Minnesota, at this point, there's only 4%, I think, or somewhere in that, uh, that are actually infested. So it's really more of an awareness campaign to let everybody know that there's 95% of our bodies of water that aren't infested. Uh, interestingly, I know that there that there has been organizations that have done studies that I learned this past summer that show that anglers are some of the most responsible boaters traveling from body of water to body of water. And we need to pat ourselves on the back because we weren't that way. Mm-hmm. We when when the when the boat plug law went into effect, we were, you know, we still refused to pull out our boat plug. We 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 really had you know this the whole transporting minnows down the road and going from the cooler right into your boat and back and that the whole net system we've been you know we struggled on that a little bit but we've we've also come to that and it's showing in all of the surveys um and now there's other user groups of bodies of water that are are not paying as close of attention and you're watching some of that media marketing and awareness campaign gets shifted so it's your your especially the bigger water ski boats that have bladder systems uh going from bodies of water to body water make sure that those get sanitized and and pulled out uh, you're going to see more uh I think you're going to start to see more free and accessible um, uh, uh, decon stations. I mean, those are the kind of things that I think we can work on as a state. I mean, for myself as an angler, I'd rather see us much more on the offense for this mm-hmm. than the defense. I mean, right now we're you see a lot of you see a lot of, of of checks when people pull into to boat ramps and they're they're kind of. And they always seem to be checking boats going into lakes that are infested already. Right. Instead of, you know, working on having decon stations coming out of these lakes so that wherever, if you're going to a lake that is not infested yet, um, that you've got an opportunity to, to clean your boat. So I'd rather see us more on the offense. And that's where... That'll come with time. I think it, it's just about awareness and education and us working with DNR to make sure that these things get accomplished versus fighting them on them. Sure. Anything you want to share that I haven't asked you about, Chip? No, I'm um, I'm excited. I'm, 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 I love seeing the enthusiasm. One of the reasons I love living in Minnesota, especially northern Minnesota, is the passion for the outdoors, um, especially our aquatic natural resources. I, uh, I love what I've watched happen in my career, which is uh, I think that there is a much more conscious awareness of people's habits and footprints that they put on these on our bodies of water from our little lakes to our to our big lakes and i i love the fact that we're uh, we're so passionate about it and we we care about it and whether you're a, a sailor or a, a water skier or a fisherman um these are all our lakes and they're ours to share and ours to enjoy so let's work together and see what we can do to, to save them 
Awesome. That's great stuff, Jeff. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Have a happy day. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.